everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 222, entitled Nintendo Direct Reactions from February 17th, 2021. My name is Steve, and of course, I am joined, as always, by Greg and Barry. How are you guys doing? Hey, Greg. Hey, Barry. Uh, I'll let you just jump in. Who who wants to answer first? How are you guys doing? Hi, everyone. Great to be back. Always love uh, talking games, and so glad we finally got that Nintendo Direct. I'm here too, and I'm happy, and I'm excited. And God, it feels like forever since we've done one of these. <laughs> I know, I know. It has been. Uh, what I think uh, Jakester actually put in the chat last time. It was it was ridiculous how long it's been. It's like a year and a half uh, since we've been doing this. Like the last one was in September 2019. Is that right? Yeah, I remember correctly. Yep. That's amazing uh in in a bad way uh <laughs> but yeah we're going to be talking all about the nintendo direct tonight uh, our reactions discussion around uh what has been uh shown off on february 20 or sorry february 17th um but uh before we get into that uh we just want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight uh thanks so much for especially those that are tuning in live uh we absolutely love chat- chatting with you guys during the live show so if you've never joined us in a live show uh uh, we just encourage you guys to do that. Uh, Tuesdays is normally the day we, we record at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And you guys can figure out out in the middle, uh, those of us that are in the central and mountain time zones like Greg and I, you know, you, we could do some math. Um, but uh, yeah, Jake's just this 530 days since the last one. That's ridiculous how long it's been. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for, for jumping in there. Jakester, Dave, uh, Jared are in there. I know uh, more is probably going to jump in throughout the evening. Um, if you are joining us live, we'd love for you guys to jump in and talk about all the stuff that, that we're talking about. Let us know your thoughts. We'll refer to the chat as much as we can throughout the evening. Um, also, if you've not followed us on social media, and our discord we would absolutely love for you guys to do that we're at nintendo fuse on facebook instagram and uh, twitter and then you can also join our discord for conversations uh beyond what we can do on social media in between the shows we absolutely love uh chatting with you guys in there so you can see the the link on the screen or in the show notes the the podcast uh show notes and also the youtube description um yeah just uh make sure you join that um now or, or later, either way, uh, we'd love for uh, just uh, keep that conversation going. Um, if you are new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, uh, we encourage you guys to hit that subscribe button on wherever platform you're listening or watching. Uh, if it's on YouTube, also hit that like button and hit that bell to be alerted every time we post a new video. Um, every time we go live like this, uh, that's and, and also hit that share button. That's a, that's a huge uh, benefit for us and uh, and our community that keeps growing here at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, but before we jump into all the Nintendo Direct information tonight, we've got to be talking about uh, what we've been playing lately because. Of course, we got we, we still been playing games. There's a lot of news, but we're still playing games. So, uh, so Barry, what have you been up to over this last week? Uh, yeah, so this past week was a uh, a slower week because I was really anticipating this week. So, I didn't really plan to play that much, but uh, I did find myself back into Mario 3D World last the week prior. I did uh, Bowser's Fury. I just found myself in 3D World for fun, and I wound up 
completely beating the game outside of Champions Road, and I was like, screw it. <laughs> there are a few tries, and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with it. But it's such a blast. The game is just such a blast, and so much fun just to run through. So I did that. Uh, Animal Crossing, uh, still still getting ready for the Mario items, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, still just doing my daily check-ins, and uh, I'm down to to nine recipes out of all the DIYs, so I'm really close. I'm trying to trying to find those last ones. Uh, and then I also did a game that we'll be talking about here in a little bit, so I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, the Project Triangle Strategy demo, I did try that on the Switch. Um, for the PS4 and 5, I did nothing during the whole week until today when Persona 5 Strikers came out, and I am doing the PS4 version, but I did get the Switch version. But I did hear like the, it performs a little better on the PS4, so I'm playing that version. Love Persona 5. Love the music. Just, uh, just really cool to, to see a continuation and very interesting to go from turn-based RPG to hack and slash RPG. Um, but it works so far. I mean, I'm still really early in the game, but it, it's working so far. But I'll, I'll have more of an update next week. Uh, on the PC, still doing Final Fantasy XIV. I used this week, actually, to do a lot of the grinds I needed. They just added uh, the latest form of Relic Weapon, so I finished that up. And uh, just having a blast. I, I just So much content in that game. I absolutely love it. And I'm mobile. I'm still doing Mario Kart Tour and, and finishing up the tour tonight. And, and it's been a struggle to try to get first place, but I'm trying. And, and Dragalia lost. You know, it's still still holding my interest. And there's uh, new, new events every single week, so I'm loving it. Nice. Nice. Uh, going to the chat, it looks like Jakester's put what he's been playing uh, recently. Uh, we'd encourage the rest of you guys to do that as well if you're watching live or or let us know after the fact uh, in the comments too. Uh, Jakester says he's been playing uh, FGO, Genshin Impact, and did a little bit of the Project Triangle uh, strategy demo uh, until it crashed. <laughs> um, but uh, also played some Tokyo Mirage sessions and downloaded the Pikmin 1 for uh, his marathon that he's going to be starting next week. So that's cool. Um, yeah, be sure to let us know what you guys have been playing, like I said, uh, live or after the fact as well. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to over this last week? Yeah, a number of games going on over here, so um, barely holding on with uh, Animal Crossing. The time is, seems like it's like, hit its toll until like the update um, launches later this week. Um, over the last like two or three days, really been hitting hard with uh, Super Mario Odyssey with my daughter, she's got super infatuated with it, and be playing through like games on a fresh save file. It, it's been a lot of fun. We've been collecting a lot of the moons together and revisiting a lot of the kingdoms. It's kind of forgot how what a great and wonderful game it was, and um, pretty much I've been controlling Cappy for the most part, unless it's like a boss battle, and then she's like, "Here, Daddy, you do it." And then, so then she takes control of Cappy to hit like the like one of the brodels or whatever to. For me to be able to help and actually stop on their head. So, yep. So, so that was pretty fun to play over the last uh, few days, at least. Then moving on from there, still was doing Pokemon Sword. I got uh, I only beat the fire and water gyms, so I have three of the badges: the grass, water, and fire. So I'm still slowly progressing there. Um, I did have like one day of Pikmin 3 just to finish it off before it had to go back to the library. So it was nice to have the story mode fully completed outside of like the 100% on the side missions. A game I picked up was uh, Thomas Was Alone. That was 
it's a very interesting uh, puzzle platformer game that has a little bit of a story to it. So that there's just like these generic shapes, like rectangles and of different sizes and shapes, and they all have different properties of like jumping or like width where they can't jump as high. And there's other ones that have <clears throat> that can, you can like bounce on like it's like a springboard. And there's even one that can like float in the water, and the water is like a hazard to all the other ones. And, Part of the story is like, oh, I have a superpower. I can swim in the water. And like, so then she like, feels like the need to like help out all the other characters. So there's pretty much like two to like five of these things on the screen at the same time. And then each have, have a separate exit that they're supposed to get to. So it's pretty much using the properties of all the different ones to be able to like, make uh, little like, steps to, for like the ones that can't jump high to climb up or ones that... Um, can float in the water, can transport you across the stage. So it's a very interesting, fun little game there. And then I was also doing a little bit of Super Mario 3D World, but that was on Wii U, didn't pick up Bowser's Fury yet. So it was fun still playing through those levels with my daughter as well. And then still at Fire Emblem Heroes on her mobile, still going strong since launch day. Nice, nice. Uh, scrolling back up to the chat uh, to uh, get around all the, the talk about the lag and uh, disconnect and everything. Uh, looks like uh, Dave's also started playing Xenoblade uh, Future Connected. And Jared's did some Pokemon Go, Mario Kart Tour, 3D World, Animal Crossing, and did the Fuse demo, um, which was eh, <laughs> he said. So uh, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah, Barry, what have you been up to? Um, we did Wait. me, we did me first, you know, <laughs> all this, all this disconnect and lag and everything. I kind of forgot. So no. I, I didn't okay. remember I'm very now. forgettable. It, it's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> I, all I'm doing is adding more uh, editing for myself later on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have been, uh, at, uh, opposed to what I actually said last week and my hopes and dreams and goals for playing this last week was to, uh, play several games and I did not. I, I played some Rocket League and I played some Bowser's Fury and that was it. Um, and uh, ended up completing Bowser's Fury. I did not 100% it yet. Um, I'm quite a ways through it, but uh, but yeah, I haven't 100% it yet. Um, yeah, just really feeling like, do I have the desire to really go back and, and do all of it? I'm like, eh, I'm not sure yet. So uh, we'll see if I eventually go back to it and, and you know, complete all of it. But for right now, I'm... I'm uh, kind of, I think, ready to, to move on and uh, and pick up some other games. But um, yeah, I actually uh, did some rearranging in my like gaming office area here and uh, moved my my Xbox One into, um, into this room as well. It was the primary game system that was hooked up to our main living room TV. And I ended up moving that in here mainly because I wanted to play Rocket League on it because <laughs> um, I was uh, wanting a better picture and, you know, uh, frame rate and things like that, that I was able to get from, uh, from the Xbox and also uh, just have the, the analog control, like the, um, for your LNR, uh, for your gas and everything. Um, and so decided to, to go ahead and, and bring the Xbox into here. So that's what I've actually been playing on recently. And, um, it's nice to give the Xbox a little love because I hadn't really touched it in, in a few months. Um, and, uh, similar to when I finally got my PS4 hooked up again, uh, a few months ago, it was, uh, 
It was nice to actually have that controller in my hand again, but it, which is fun. I like the controller and everything. It's just not good for uh, Rocket League because I, I don't like having my thumb down on the left analog stick. I'd prefer it up uh, and easily easier to reach. Um, but uh, that's what Jared's talking about. He says he uh, tried rearranging his stuff a little bit, but ended up uh, doing was framing his uh, Anuma autograph. That's really cool. You get an Anuma autograph. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, what you can't see is it's not as organized as I'd want it to, but I did kind of move some stuff around and, and everything. I, I still got a ways to go as well. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been playing. Uh, but now it's time to get into this week's, uh, main event. And really tonight, uh, all we're going to be talking about for the most part, like there's like one little <laughs> tiny announcement at the end that happened, uh, in addition to the Nintendo direct, but we're just going to talk a lot about the direct tonight. And, uh, here's what's going to happen. Uh, here's how we're going to approach this. Um, there were like 30 announcements in the Nintendo direct this, this last week. And so we decided that's way too much. There's no way we're going to be able to keep it in our, our time range, uh, to be able to do that. The, the direct itself was 50 minutes long, um, so uh, there's no way that we are going to be able to uh, do a deep dive into every little thing that was announced. So what we did uh, was highlight, we're going to be highlighting the top 10 announcements. Uh, we're not going to necessarily say these are like number one, number two sort of thing, but we're going to highlight 10 big announcements from the Nintendo Direct, and then we're going to make sure we, we do address the rest of them later in the podcast. Um, we yeah. should note, though, that these are the 10 collectively that we picked that are important to us. Yeah. They may not necessarily be your top 10, but these are our top 10. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was collective. We just kind of like threw out some ideas. We're like, yeah, we should talk, we should talk about this. And and Barry said what he wanted to talk about. Greg, what he wanted to talk about, kind of put them together, uh, compiled that list down to uh, to 10. And, um, and that's what we're going to be really kind of diving in a little deeper with tonight. But like we said, we definitely are going to, uh, to hit um, all of this, the, the announcements eventually. Um, for those of you guys that uh, have not checked it out yet, be sure to head over to NintendoFuse.com for a, an official roundup. Uh, Dave did an awesome article, just a roundup of all the different announcements that were shown off. Um, so just head to NintendoFuse.com and you'll find all of those details uh, and uh, also the direct itself, the video. So if you missed it, that's a, a great place to go and, and check that out. But uh, let's start off with the first announcement, and that is that uh, we got the next information about the next fighter in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And uh, Barry, how about you do the honors? I I, I know you're. I know this is this is near and dear to you. Uh, it was coming. Who's the next fighter? That's two. It's 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 Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Uh, one I've been calling for. For a long time, although I did call it with Rex and Adam, and I do kind of wish uh, they were there as well as kind of a, a chain character like the Ice Climbers or uh, Rosalina and Luma. But I knew they were coming. Um, there was there was too many clues. It, it was no matter of if they were coming, it was when. Uh, so many people I've seen like, wait, what? Where did this come from? And it was really easy to see if you watch the big direct at E3. Uh, Sakurai said that there were two franchises that didn't get in because they came along too late due to development, and that was ARMS and Xenoblade 2. And he really wanted Xenoblade 2, which is why we got the Rex outfit. 
And uh, when when Min Min was announced, it was only a matter of time. And and you could tell like the first fighter pass that was set by Nintendo, and the second fighter pass, which was added on, he was like, "Yeah, I want these two. Um, and he did it so well. I was actually fooled. I, I watched a lot of reactions, and a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, this is Smash. This is Smash." And I didn't really see that gameplay not you know not actual on the bottom. Uh, so I thought, is this an expansion? Is this like Xenoblade 3? Are they like setting it up? Is this going into how they're going to do this? Like, oh man, this is going to be good because if you play Future Connected, you kind of, and then you play the other games, you kind of know a little bit the direction they're going with. And then when I realized, I was like, yes, finally. Like that was such a good reveal trailer. And and I'm now people have listened to Xenoblade 2 music probably for the first time and heard how awesome it is. But like they are so well implemented i'm so happy i i kind of wish there was a spoiler and i hope one of the outfits is kind of the spoiler but i understand why they didn't do it and i'm not going to say it here because there's some people on this podcast that have not played xenoblade 2 that need to play xenoblade what? 2 i'm not going to mention any names steve greg who oh, sorry, would that steve, be <laughs> um but yeah th- i am i am through the there roof overjoyed i'm so happy barry come on <laughs> I, you got to play xenoblade 2 and I hope you guys actually do now. I mean, Steve's at least played Torna. So it's he's true. at least a, familiar with the character to, to some extent. Yeah. But half the character. I, I do have the character. <laughs> but I do wish, do wish, you know, you guys would play it. And I hope more people do. And as Amazon Japan sold out, I'm so happy about this. You know, the sales are going up. This is the great, best thing for the Xenoblade franchise. And I'm so happy for Monolith Soft. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely cool. I, I, a little surprised. I mean, um, not playing, uh, not having not played, you know, the, the full Xenoblade two, um, it, it was a little shocking to me that it, they did go that direction, but I, but then I, after I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, you know, they do have more abilities that they could probably pull off as an actual smash fighter. And so it makes more sense for them to go that direction instead of, you know, picking Rex. Um, but he does make a, an appearance in the final smash. So that's, that's kind of yeah, nice. Both final smashes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Greg, any thoughts about uh, this Smash reveal? Since you have don't really any any history with uh, Xenoblade at all, so uh, is this this to get you well, excited? I got to yeah, I got to know Schult just a tad of my small time with uh, Xenoblade One. But, um, I mean, it's more just happy for Barry and other Xenoblade fans. It's still not going to convince me to get Fighter Pass Volume Two yet, so I'm still waiting for something that on those lines and pretty much at this point it might just be getting that one fighter individually because hmm. i don't really know if i have to get all the rest of them but hmm. i don't know it yeah it's great for the people that really wanted them in there and they looked very incredible and very strong so it, i know people are gonna have a lot of fun with it yeah yeah Barry, I do have to say that uh, I I did go to Xenoblade Three in in my head when I first started seeing it as well. I I didn't immediately jump to to Smash. I I thought that it was either another expansion or three or something like that as well. So you weren't alone in yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. And Xenoblade Three is coming. Um, I mean, Xeno the Monolith has been hiring people. Yeah. Um, the main team. I don't think I don't know if the main team worked on Xenoblade Definitive Edition or that was the secondary team, but it's definitely on the way. I mean, I have seen some people go like, "Oh, yeah, give it to a niche JRPG series that doesn't sell." Like it's selling really well. Xenoblade Two sold over two million copies. Xenoblade One 
definitive edition sold over one like 1.4 million yeah uh like it's selling really well for nintendo and and Yet to remember, Nintendo first-party characters are 100% easier for them to implement in a Nintendo fighting game. 100%. Yeah. They will Absolutely. always have the rights because they own the characters. And it's just, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm waiting for um, the presentation that, you know, the Sakurai presents. Uh, it's going to come in March. They, they're coming in March, we should say. And uh, so not that long of a wait. And uh, Greg, I, I, will you pick up Xenoblade 2 now is this is this or Steve is this like hey maybe maybe I should take a look into it now 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 it's definitely been I you know put in there as an iconic Nintendo franchise and immortalized in in Smash Brothers now I don't know Greg what do you think <laughs> do, we, do we feed the beast or <laughs> I, I'm still holding on the fact that like I, I need to finish Xenoblade X that I own and have not finished before I buy another game that that is also going to you know have to sink 150 hours into that um, before I you know beat the one that I already own so um, probably not but maybe maybe eventually but but I will not say it's it's gonna happen any anytime soon yeah I mean I would like to have more time for it but my rpg adventure game list is very long already so it would just be a tiny little bit of noise with my lowest priority mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know your daughter may enjoy it because you know it's it's a it's a dark story but it also has a lot of light-hearted moments and uh you know characters like tora she might get a kick out of although you you might need to explain to your daughter some segments with Torah and why his blade that he builds is a uh, is possibly used for other things or built for other intentions and fighting. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that means this. That means this game's at least six years off of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before I play it. She's only six. It's probably not uh, appropriate. She probably <laughs> wouldn't even notice it. She'd probably be looking at the googly eyes on on, on Torah and be like, "Oh, that's cute." You know. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's done. It's it's a lot of it's done like under the table kind of deal where it's mm-hmm. it's you know just said and uh, implied, but they don't come out right and say it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I yeah, go ahead, go on. Oh, I was just going to no, read was, what the chat was going to say. So read the it. chat. All right, uh, Jake's are just wanting the uh, the Mithra amiibo already. Um, Charger says that uh, after they release the uh, banjo. Uh, Kazooie, he's down for with anyone getting in. Is <laughs> happy just that uh, the banjo Kazooie got in, um, and then um, looks like yeah, Dave said the series as a whole is at five million. So yeah, it's definitely not a you know a, a series a RPG series that no one knows about anymore. It's uh, it's definitely reached. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily the household name, but it's it's a lot more known than it was before. Absolutely, Van right. Yeah, what about the stage? Like, I think I think the stage they chose. I mean, granted, you guys haven't played the game, but I think what they did was kind of like a hero stage in Dragon Quest XI, where you know it kind of takes you all around the world uh, to different uh, local locales and stuff. And that's what this is riding on Gramps. Uh, you could say the other Titans are going to be, you know, in the background, and and, and much like Persona Five stage. Uh, you know, the different characters will be there in the background as well, or, mm-hmm. or King of Fighters stage. And I like that. I, you know, it's trying to cram as much in 
to the space allowed. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they're doing a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think, uh, I think it's, it's nice to see, um, you know, how they, they're able to do the, you know, the stages like that. I'm not a huge fan of moving stages and things that kind of, uh, move normally, but I, I feel like they've done this one pretty well, um, in order to, uh, kind of not be overwhelmed. It doesn't distract necessarily, um, from what's going on, but it is, it is kind of cool to, uh, to be able to go into different environments and see different characters and, and stuff like that within it. So Greg, do you have any I thoughts don't... about the stage? Not really about the stage because I'm not super familiar with like a lot of it. So I mean, the moving stages like with you, it's not like my favorite, but sometimes it is nice to kind of see some different background settings and see different places within the game. Like even though I'm huge into Fire Emblem, I'm not super huge into the three houses stage that you go all around the town. So like it's kind of lots of motion and very easy to get like left behind on the stage if there's a little hole in the middle or something. I don't think the stage is, itself is actually like moving. Like, um, I think it was what the Island Delfino one, where you know it moves and drops you off in different spots on the mm-hmm. island. I don't think it's like that. I think it's literally just a platform that you would be fighting on. And it's just the background that's moving. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's it's not actually the stage itself going and dropping off in different locations. And it's certainly not like Banjo, which which Spiral Mountain, which I. I think is personally like my least favorite stage just because it's always spinning. And that like, that actually makes me dizzy because it's a spinning motion. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that was interesting too. It's like, they really didn't show a whole lot off. And so some of those things are still a little bit, you know, like, Oh, I I saw it, but what is it really like yet? So I think there's, there's still a lot of mystery um, that we'll eventually find out, like I said, in March, but, uh, but yeah. They, they kept a, a lot still still in mystery, but at least we know who the next character is. How many we've got left? Like two? Two left two after this? So, so uh, yeah, put your put your guesses, your your desires in the uh, in the chat. We'd love to, to see who you guys are hoping for. Jared says uh, he hopes to see Crash, Sora, or Spyro. Um, I, that'd be cool to, uh, to see those. I, I think Crash and Spyro for sure would be really cool to see. Um, I don't know if we're, we're going to go that direction or not, but that's, uh, that'd be cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hopefully we get, uh, the rest of them all in 2021 <laughs> pushed up to 2022, but, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's jump into the next big announcement. And that is, uh, uh I, I didn't see this coming. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, this totally caught me off guard and that's a, it's a little update to, um, to a game called Splatoon. We're getting Splatoon 3. Yeah, Splatoon 3. Definitely didn't see this coming. Uh, and it's also coming out in 2022. When they told us the Direct would be all early 2021 games. So this totally, I think, caught a lot of people off guard. But um, Splatoon 3 is going to be uh, coming out, like I said, 2022. And... Uh, yeah, it's the next game in the in the series, but you're gonna leave uh, Inkopolis this time and head to the regions of Splatlands, and it's a new city where uh, battle savvy Inklings and Octolings uh, gather. Uh, Splatsville, also known as the City of Chaos, uh, Splatoon Three introduces various features to the action shooter series, including weapons such as bow weapon customization options, all these different things, but also returning uh, four x four, four v four turf wars. Uh, 
matches. Um, and uh, there's going to be a lot more information shown in the future. Uh, some of the things that they shown off, they showed off in the direct also is that uh, um, you can kind of just pick whatever uh, features for your character that you want. There's not necessarily going to be tied to uh, male and female features, things like that. It's going to kind of be whatever features you want for your character. Um, but uh, yeah, Splatoon 3, uh, the second iteration on the Switch. Um, maybe switch pro maybe switch Two. i don't know um but uh what do you guys think about this greg uh did you see this coming it, or this only surprised me it definitely caught me off guard i was not thinking they would have another iteration at least on switch after having splatoon 2 but it does kind of make sense because splatoon 2 a lot of people were kind of more unhappy with it because it was like oh just more like a splatoon 1.5 it wasn't really necessarily a two so Hopefully this one means it's it's obviously somewhere completely different. So maybe they're taking complete like a different direction with it. So it is something that I'll definitely be looking for more information on and we'll probably be picking up that one as well after enjoying the first two. Nice, nice. Barry, what do you think about Splatoon three? Uh, it definitely came out of nowhere. When it when the trailer first started, I thought it was gonna be like a Splatoon esque like Fallout game, like an open world <laughs> RPG style game, because that's kind of what it looked like. And then as it got closer, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. So really well done. I love the trailer, love the music, the remix. Uh, they, uh, I mean, I'm happy for the Splatoon fans. I really enjoyed the first game. Um, I did not open my second game. And uh, it just, I'm at a different point in my life. So. I doubt I will play Splatoon 3, but who knows? Maybe between now and then I'll, I'll pop open Splatoon 2 and do the single player. Um, but I'm really happy for those fans. I know they have to wait. They, they showed it early. You can tell that the COVID hit so that this is what they had to use to show early. Like they showed it earlier than they anticipated showing it almost. Like let's save this for E3. No, we need a big last thing at the end uh, because – this direct was supposed to be for the first half of 2021, and this is a 2022 game, so this definitely doesn't fit the the mold. But it's great to see Nintendo still putting out, uh, you know, new games for new IP because it is still a newer IP. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. It's kind of crazy to think that, uh, you know, Splatoon three or Splatoon as a whole is going to get the third game in. Just a short amount of time, what, seven years or something like that? Something like that, because it's Total. been five years since two, but two came out, what, just two years after one or something like that? Yeah, so I was like, like seven years, and like Xenoblade was is, is in the 11th year and has three games. And the third game came out in 2017, or if you count Torna, you know, 2018, but that's that's a smaller, you know, experience. But it's it's definitely one of those, Splatoon's getting so much love, and it's great. I'm so happy for those players. And, uh, you know, I, I hope it's a fantastic game. I don't know if I'll play it. But one thing that I didn't know about, and I, I heard about this secondhand because I didn't play Splatoon 2, but apparently the final Splatfest in Splatoon 1 shaped Splatoon 2's story, and the final Splatfest for Splatoon 2 was apparently Order versus Chaos and Chaos 1, and that is why the story in Splatoon 3 takes place this way in a world full of chaos mm. and and that's really cool to think that the, they're letting the players dictate how the next game is going to be shaped up and that i just think is a fantastic way to let the you know let the the game grow organically yeah 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think the the thing I, I was I kind of shocked actually that I feel like when I when I look at Splatoon, I look at the multiplayer side and I go, why do we keep getting iterations of this game? Why can't we just keep like getting better enhanced versions, um, add more maps to it and just make it a, a big game? Um, but then I, then I remember about the, the single player, which is really all that <laughs> Greg plays for the most part has played yeah. just the single player. So does it make more sense, Greg, thinking about the single player that why they would definitely have Splatoon two, three, who knows how long they're going to go after this rather than just keeping, uh, going on one version and adding modes to that. I mean, I could definitely see like how it'd be convenient just to have like DLC updates like this could easily have been added to two, but then I don't know. I think sometimes it's just nicer having like a fresh, like almost like a fresh take on it. I know that they love to use that word too. So it kind of be interesting to see where the story is going to go this time because obviously they had, if they're going to a completely new area, I don't know if that means like um, Marina and Pearl and uh, the original two, like Squid Sisters, are even going to be making much of an appearance in this one. So I don't know like, how all this is going to tie in. Are they still going to use Deject Octavian as the final boss? I mean, I absolutely love that character. I mm-hmm. really hope that he's a recurring villain like Bowser. So I would be definitely down if they continue him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess I can still warrant a game as long as it, there's enough new things added in. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard because I don't really would rather it be like this continuous growing but i do understand like they can't really support that kind of model with like uh it can't be charging a full game price for just deals extra dlc to it yeah yeah uh we could we could talk about each of these for like probably 30 minutes but we got to move on there was a lot of different announcements and we've gotten through two uh of the 30 <laughs> so far we're gonna keep on moving on and uh i think uh another thing that we've been talking about for a while there's been rumors and everything but it's finally confirmed that uh, Skyward Sword, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, is getting an HD remastered version coming to Switch. Uh, it's going to be available on uh, July 16th. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about Zelda Skyward Sword getting an HD uh, remix? Uh, Barry, did this excite you? I know a lot of people have had differing opinions on the <laughs> internet, which is kind of... I mean, of course, it's the internet. But, but like, yeah, cool. I kind of was like... I was before before Breath of the Wild, Skyward Sword was one of my favorite 3D Zelda games. So um, I'm excited to see this. What do you what do you think? I'll say that if anyone went into this direct expecting them to do a Zelda 35th anniversary segment, they've never paid attention to Nintendo. There's no way that Zelda's not going to get its own direct like Mario did. Like they're just going to get the same treatment, and you can tell that they knew that everyone's waiting on Breath of the Wild 2 because the last time we saw it was E3 2019, which was the announcement. So we haven't seen anything in over a year and a half. And they even came out and said, you're seeing me, you're expecting this. It's not happening right now. And you could tell they're just showing off Skyward Sword as a way to appease people because if they showed nothing off, then people would get angry. Again, especially because I think it's August it comes out. Mm-hmm. And again, not the July. first half of 2021. Oh, July. July. It's yeah. still not the first half. Not the first half of 2021. Mm-hmm. June is the, the, the cutoff at the, at the end of June. So it's the second half of 2021. You could tell they showed it off earlier. And uh, 
I do think we'll see more of it in a Zelda centric direct, probably coming closer to that point. But I am happy because you know it's great to see these games get you know re-released, uh, updated. Uh, I thought about replaying it, and I was like, do I really want to do motion controls again? Like. You know, like it was fun, but it was also it also got tiring. I mean, let's be honest. When you played a game for several hours and you were constantly holding up your hands, a lot of people just like dropped their hands to their side and like started wiggling and waggling, like whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. let me just get through it, um, because it does get tiring holding up your hands for hours on end. So I think this is a great solution. Uh, I'm probably gonna mess around with it and at least try the controls. Uh, I saw a lot of people like, what about camera movements? What about camera movements? Because you have used the right analog stick. And it seems that only applies if it's lock on. So mm-hmm. when you lock on, you can't move the camera anyway. So if it's not locked on, the right analog stick, I would, would assume, would just move the camera. And maybe you just push like the A button and it just auto swings yeah. uh, when you're just running around. Otherwise, hacking up grass is going to be really <laughs> annoying to farm stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I think Skyward Sword... Uh, didn't get the best reception. Uh, the E3 was shown off. There was interference, which didn't help. Uh, there was a lot of backtracking, which people complained about. And then, of course, the Motion Plus being needed to play the game. A lot of people didn't bother getting it. And obviously, the, the bundle that came with the, the gold Wiimote Plus uh, sold out really quickly. So I'm happy this is getting new life. I'm always happy for more Zelda on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is not the 35th anniversary like this is just a part of it i would be very shocked if this is all they do and they don't even brand it with the 35th anniversary they're very shocked yeah absolutely for sure um yeah like some of the some people in chat were talking about just how yeah they did start off talking you know about breath of the wild 2 and they basically said you know we we can't have uh we can't share any more information with you uh about it so kind of got our hopes up a little bit and then kind of you know dashed against the rocks but at the same time like we talked about it last episode like we we didn't really expect that to happen um uh and and also yeah there's there's a little information like you know, the game is a $60 game before it was you know bundled with a we remote plus but then all these different things, um, you know, it is interesting. We have, you know, it's been updated with, like you said, Barry, with different controls. And so you can, you don't have to use motion controls if you don't want to. Uh, people are still wondering, can it be switched, you know, left-handed, you know, because Joy-Cons are different than than the uh, the uh, Wii Remote and Nunchuck. So how is that going to work with left-handed people? Or you be actually able to just switch to him link to left-handed? Will he's there in mirror mode so many questions about this game is there going to be extra features in it um greg what what do you think about all this when you like there's still so much unknown even though it's just it's an hd remaster of a game we've already had yeah it's it is kind of tricky because they haven't really shown if there's gonna be like additional features so it kind of just seems like it's just going to be like, like a plain remaster with like the upgraded visuals and probably fixing a number of the complaints like around like the, some of the backtracking and other things like that, make it more like interactive and everything. So, I'm the price point's probably the hardest thing to swallow, but that on with you is one of my favorite Zelda games. So, it, like I really enjoyed the combat because it was much more advanced than just like hit the button and boom, the enemy's dead. It's like actually like you have to be able to swing it like on the, like using the certain angles that they were showing off. So, I. Definitely, am really looking forward to playing this again on Switch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, uh, we're also getting uh, some new Joy-Cons. So Hassan can go out and uh, rush and, and get those for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, themed after the the Master Sword and the uh, the Hylian Shield uh, there as well. So um, pretty, pretty cool. I mean, as far as uh, Joy-Cons go... Um, I think these are some of the coolest, if not the coolest ones that they have, uh, shown us and given us so far, uh, as far as like special edition ones, um, Barry, you going to be running out and getting these Joy-Con? I plan on it. I tried to pre-order it and, uh, it was sold out so instantaneously and I see people panicking and I'm like, these are coming out in six months or five months or whatever. Like there's going to be more, like I'm not. I'm I'm a huge Zelda fan, huge Zelda nut. I'm not concerned. I'll get these. So many people rush and and panic over will I get this? Will I get this? And and for the most part, you can get it. 3D, you know, All Stars, you can get it. The Game and Watch, you can get it. Even the Animal Crossing Switch system came back. Um, so I'm I'm excited for them. I do plan to get them, but I'm not going crazy for them. I will also say quickly, um, Skyward Sword appears to be running 60 frames per second this time mm-hmm. instead of 30. So that is a huge improvement for people who want, you know, faster FPS. Absolutely. Um, so it's nice to see. Yeah, it looks so much more smooth, um, which is really cool. Greg, are you gonna be uh, picking up the the Joy-Con? Really hope to try to, but I don't know if I'll <laughs> end up with it in hand. It's always a completely different story with these special edition things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I really want to. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if I actually pick them up. But they they definitely they're the first Joy-Con that they've released in a while. That's uh, that's got me thinking hmm, maybe I actually will go out and get them. Um, but it is a it's, it's a pretty penny uh, to, you know, pay $60 for the game. And what is it? 70 bucks for a pair of Joy-Con? On top of that, yeah. so that's a it's a pretty big investment for for that. But uh, you know, you don't have to have the 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 special Joy-Con. You can just buy the game. No, no. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely gonna be a better experience than than playing it on the Wii. I think so. Looking forward to it uh, for sure, and uh, and also finding out more information about the game. Uh, another game that uh, I think uh, made a lot of people happy, at least I, I but I, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it beyond the direct. Uh, but I know there's a lot of big fans of the Mario Golf uh, series, and we're gonna get Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, brings back the the story mode. Um, uh, to the game as well, and some extra features, and it looks really good. When I when I saw it shown off, I was like, "Wow, this this looks good." I don't know what the the model they're using for Mario as a golfer it looks really good too. So, um, and then I I think one of the coolest things is they brought in speed golf. Um, that's going to be so much fun to like be able to you know hit the ball, run, and uh, and just play in, in multiplayer um, with other three other players. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. I think so. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Mario Golf? Are you guys big fans, Greg? What do you think? I haven't really played too many games in the series, but that um, that uh, golf mode that you just talked about seemed very fun. So I don't know if that's something that I might have to check out, like borrow or rent the game or something, and just to have to play around with it. But I don't know if it's warranting a, pur- a purchase for me just yet. Nice, nice. Barry, what do you think about Mario Golf? When it came to the Mario sports games, golf was the one I touched the least. And <laughs> uh, and 
I don't actually think I played a single Mario Golf. Golf is just one of the sports that has never really interested me. I played, you know, like NES, you know, NES Open and stuff like that. Uh, I think the last golf game I honestly put any type of attention to was uh, Golf by T&E Soft on the Virtual Boy. And that was more just because it was like, this is really cool. There's a 3D world here that I can explore by just hitting the ball and moving with it. Why can't we get a 3D platformer here? And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for the Mary Golf fans. Uh, I always preferred tennis. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like there's a lot of cool ideas. I always found the RPG elements from the handheld like the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Mario Golf, really interesting. And to see that come back with the Miis, that's awesome. I'm happy for that. Mm -hmm. Speed Golf looks looks like a lot of fun for those that like golf. But even like playing mini golf, I just get frustrated with golf. <laughs> and it's like one of those where I don't, I don't need to play it. I'll get it for the collection, mm -hmm. but I probably won't touch it. Maybe my father-in-law will, but it's just one of those. I'm so happy for those that love Mario Golf. This one just wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, I, I like Mario Golf. It's I've not played them all, but uh, but they are fun to play. I I actually don't care much about the story mode. I know for some people that's a that's a big um, draw to the Mario Golf uh, game, especially with story mode. But um, but for me, it's it's about you know the the fun aspects. It's not just a a plain golf game. It's it's have bringing that Mario elements into it, the power ups and things like that. And uh, I think the idea of yeah playing with three other friends with uh, the speed golf can be really fun. Um, it kind of seems like we have uh, some other you know mixed reviews and mixed thoughts uh, in the in the chat as well. Some people are big fans. Other people are like yeah I'm not really a big fan of a Mario Golf. Um, but that's, that'd be cool. Um, I am blanking on when that is coming out, um, with all the issues and everything, uh, that's going to be open on available on June 25th. So June 25th. Um, so actually one that falls in most part, uh, the, the actual first half of 2021. <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, we got some information about, uh, another, uh, another game from Square Enix called Project Triangle Strategy. Um, and there's actually a demo available, uh, now. And, uh, I know, um, at least Barry ha has checked this out, but, uh, yeah, this is kind of, uh, I I'm, what's, uh, Octopath Traveler? Is that kind of a mm -hmm. kind of in the ve same vein as as that game the same studio same studio so uh yeah it kind of seems really cool um rpg uh that three nations battle for control of a dwindling resources of salt and iron and uh we don't know a whole lot about it but it is uh yeah turn-based battles and and kind of a classic rpg but in that same that same graphical style as as uh their previous game and uh it looks i i've i've always been intrigued mostly by the look of of the that of Octopath Traveler and now Project uh, Triangle Strategy, I think it just looks like a really cool game. Um, but Barry, since you've uh, you've tried the demo, what do you think? I love the art style, and I love like the voice acting. I thought was actually really well done, and uh, the story seemed intriguing. Like they throw you in into Chapter Six, um, but as much of an RPG and a JRPG nut as I am. Strategy RPGs just are not my jam. Hmm. And I I got to the end of the first battle and I was like, I've had enough. Um, mainly because it, it just dragged on. Hmm. Like like I, I enjoy battles that are over, you know, relatively quickly, 
and not one that this is going to take me 40 minutes to do this battle. Because you have like something like nine characters and everyone has to take their turns. And you're trying to learn, especially because you have to learn the characters in the demo. Like, what do you do? What do you do? And, you know, and, and trying to place them accordingly. And you know, I can tell that it has a lot of love to it. And of course, this is still early. And I could tell people who love strategy RPGs are probably going to really love this. It's just I've never really been a fan of strategy RPGs like this. You know, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre, uh, you know, Fire Emblem. I've played many of the games and, and I've enjoyed some of them. But I don't know, it just this didn't didn't grab me. It didn't just be like, yes, absolutely. This is a game I absolutely have to play. Uh, I'll take the survey, you know, when they get it. But even when it comes out, uh, I do not think that this is one that I'm going mm. to invest any time into. Uh, unlike Octopath, which I absolutely adored and, and definitely invested time. Um, but I do encourage everybody to try the demo. I mean, you you know, try it for 20 minutes. Just just know that, that it takes about 20-something minutes just to get to the first battle. Like, no joke, there's about 20 minutes worth of story you have to sit through, which which for me was the best part because I love stories and RPGs, but it's not like I'm going to start the demo. Boom. Let me jump right into battle. No, you are going to get a huge amount of setup for that first battle. Mm. Nice. Nice. Greg, what do you think about this, uh, this demo and this kind of the direction they're going with this game? It definitely came off pretty exciting. At least what they've shown. Um, I did download the demo. just haven't really had the chance to check it out yet. So like it does, I know like, at least when we were watching it live, a lot of people were like, oh, it's Fire Emblem, it's Fire Emblem. And I was like, no, it kind of looks more like Octopath. And then it came to be known as the Octopath Cross with like, Fire Emblem. So yeah. there's that part of it. Yeah. I mean, I do, do you like know what it was? Fire Emblem. What? Oh, what I was going to say is why I, I was one of those that said Fire Emblem in, in our live thing. And the reason I did is when it said like the latest in like 2D, it said 2D to HD, but I read it was like 2D to 3D. And I know one of your predictions, Greg, was another Echoes, a Fire Emblem Echoes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is another Fire Emblem Echoes game. So like that's what I initially thought. And then it started clicking on me like, oh, wait, no, this is more Octopath graphics. This is something new. But that was my initial thought. I'm like, oh, Greg's getting his Fire Emblem Echoes mm-hmm. game. Nice. I mean, I didn't really enjoy like codename Steam, so I don't know. I have to see how this one plays out. So if it's more along that lines, then I might not enjoy it as much. But it was definitely something that looked really cool on paper. I just have to play the demo just to see if it's more in line with what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. See, like I loved like Mario and Rabbids, which is another type of these. Like I really enjoyed Mario and Rabbids. I was mm-hmm. a more, I felt more lighthearted and easier to get into and a little more fun. This one, it's, it's much more hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's very much that number crunching, like every little thing matters, positioning your your people matter and all that stuff. And I mean, it's great for those that really want to dive into you know forty minute battles, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of uh, of the strategy kind of games like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still I absolutely love the graphical style. <laughs> it looks really cool. Um, but uh, let's move on to the next uh, next couple games uh, in one uh, Famicom Detective Club uh, games that I am uh, very unfamiliar with. But something tells me that Barry knows a little bit about these games. So Barry. 
tell us about why we should care about Famicom Detective Club. Um, well, I don't really know as like a lot about the games. I think my you first probably know exposure, a whole lot more than I do. <laughs> my first exposure was in Smash Brothers because I think there's a there's a trophy uh, for it and, and definitely spirits for it in Smash Ultimate. But I think it's so cool that they're taking, you know, Famicom visual novel style games, updating them for 2021, and putting them to the Switch, and most importantly, localizing them. And I am a I, I love visual novels. You know, some grab me more than others, um, but this is absolutely one of those that it looks really good, and I'm really intrigued, and and I absolutely want to give these a shot because I love like I'm not a big horror fan, but I like the horror elements, almost like the murder, like the mystery kind of things in visual novels, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for these. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, so we're getting two uh, of these, and um, yeah, they're coming out on May fourteenth, so not too long uh, from now. Um, but yeah, two different uh, Famicom Detective Club games. Uh, Greg, what what do you think about this? Is this something that's uh, that you're going to get excited about? Um, like this little piece of of Nintendo's history? Well, I do think it's nice that they're like localizing other games that have never been brought over here and at least like updating them. I just wasn't too terribly familiar with it. And I probably need to look more to see if this is something that I was more interested in. I don't know if it's quite like a point and click type of game or if it's more actually like has more gameplay elements to it than that. Um, I know like the, it was advertised for like 35 each and that seems kind of steep for like a older NES game, but I don't know. I'd have to see more into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, these yeah. are these are really redone. Like, not like older yeah. NES games. In in terms of you know, it's like they like a full remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's like completely redone, which is interesting. Are there more in the series? I'm assuming there's probably more of these. I, I don't think so. I yeah. mean, there could be, but I also kind of think it's neat that they kept the name. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the Famicom Detective Club was on the Famicom, right. a name that we did not get officially over here, even for the, the Famicom, which was the NES. <laughs> you know, they didn't call it the NES Detective Club, but they actually kept the Famicom name, which I think is really cool. That's cool. Yeah, it seems like Dave's a big fan, uh, or at least really excited about uh, seeing those. So, yeah, if, if you guys know more about uh, Famicom Detective Club, um, let us know in the chat or the comments afterwards. Uh, tell us why we should be really excited about the, these games, um, for sure. But uh, speaking of, you know, going back into RPGs again, we got uh, we got a little little game called. Uh, the Legend of Mana uh, that's going to be coming out uh, in on June 24th. Um, the beloved RPG, JRPG classic from Square Enix uh, is returning fully remastered 3... Or sorry, not 3D. <laughs> HD. <laughs> HD graphics and uh, rearranging music and additional features. You can experience the timeless story of The Legend of Mana, like I said, on June 24th. So, uh, yeah, Greg, uh, big, you're a big RPG fan. Um, are you excited about Legend of Mana coming, uh, to, uh, to switch in this HD format? Well, I'm definitely excited for the fans of the game. I've never actually played any of the Mana games. Um, I know it was a kind of on my list to check out at some point. I just haven't pulled the trigger on that first collection <laughs> of Mana. <laughs> I already see Barry shaking his head in disgust and 
I about to give me another homework assignment. <laughs> he probably is. And the good thing is you can get that collection. Uh, <laughs> very, uh, you excited about this one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Manacle, Mana series is, was often forgotten about by Square, and it's great. It has this like renaissance. It uh, started with the Secret of Mana remake on PS4, and then the Collection of Mana on Switch, and the Trials of Mana remake on the Switch and the PS4. And now it's the, the fourth game is coming over, at least the fourth released here in the States, uh, with Legend of Mana. Uh, and uh, I, I think... It's kind of a step down from what I remember because I, I did play and beat it on the PlayStation. And I, in, in a way, it was a step down from, from Trials of Mana and Secret of Mana, but it has that same spirit. It's a little bit different because you build the world as opposed to going on an RPG adventure. Each like level is like a, a smaller uh, chunk that you have to build in. And uh, just a lot of fun, great music. I love the fact that there's uh, an arranged score that you can choose between. And just the fact that Mana is getting love, it shows that it's selling. And the fact mm. that it's selling means maybe we'll get Dawn of Mana and Children of Mana and even Heroes of Mana done properly mm. uh, or Sword of Mana. You know, maybe we'll get a second collection with those and we'll see where it goes. And maybe a brand new Mana game. Maybe we'll finally get a new one instead of a remake or, or, a, or you know, an HD, you know, enhanced port. But it's just great to see more more of this love from Square Enix and and for the Mana series. And I I am most likely going to be jumping back in and replaying this after so many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I have I have not uh, played many games uh, in the Mana series, but all the ones that I have played, I've enjoyed uh, for sure. So I, and I love I loved how they're doing these these HD remakes uh, is cool. So maybe they are building up to you know a new one that they're going to be uh, releasing and kind of building some excitement. By, by bringing these old ones back uh, in, in HG format. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let's move on to uh, next announcement, uh, a little game called World's End Club. Uh, it's going to be available on March, or sorry, May 28th, 2021. So just a couple months, a few months away. Uh, renowned game writers, Katoro, I cannot pronounce their names. I apologize for that. But they return with a brand new game that's easy to dive into and full of twists and turns. Charming and vivid story of friendship and mystery that will captivate and uh, both new and experienced players alike. Um, and it's about this misfit form of a uh, group of students um, from all over Japan. And they find themselves trapped in a strange theme park. Uh, during a class trip and so uh, kind of seems really really interesting and uh, and kind of just one of those stories that like you're like ah, I'm intrigued enough to like okay okay I want to know what's going on uh, for this game for sure so uh, Barry what do you what do you think about Worlds End Club? This was one of my top games of the show period uh, while I haven't played the Danganronpa series, and that's mainly because the price keeps rising, and <laughs> thus I don't want to open my copies of the game, even though I do want to play them. Uh, he also did Zero Escape, and Zero Escape is one of my favorite series, especially in the visual novel genre. Um, absolutely, I think people owe it to themselves to play the Zero Escape series. It's so good. And uh, to see another game from him, like, absolutely. Like, you, you, when you when you do well enough with games, you want to see their next outing, and you you trust in them. And this definitely seems 
different than the others. This doesn't seem like as much visual novel. It seems like there's this bosses and there's action and platforming with visual novel elements, which is really cool because that's one of the things he does is he doesn't do like a straight visual novel where you're just reading. Um, there's a lot of other gameplay, like in Zero Escape, you have the visual novel segments, but then you have escape rooms where you have to figure out, you're trapped in a room, you have to figure out how to get out and figure out the puzzle. And you are moving around the room and picking up items and using, you know, like old school LucasArts adventure. And I love that. So I'm really excited to see what he pulls together with this. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Greg, uh, it's World's End Club going to be up your alley? I don't know. I mean, I didn't seem too captivated by like the initial trailer, but definitely think it might be revisiting works. I mean, some of the, like, the mystery kind of stuff does seem like it could be kind of fun to play through, and the story did seem kind of uh, very catching, like just how that's field trip gone wrong kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably going to need lot more uh, information on it before I can really make like a decision on it. Cool. Cool. Looks like the chat room is uh, is kind of mixed on this. Some people are like this. I didn't have never played any of the other games. I don't know anything about it, but I'm intrigued. And uh, a couple others are, are definitely excited about this game. Uh, Chargers is very excited about this game. Um, big fan of Zero Escape as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely it's intriguing uh, for sure. And you know, depending on you know what I'm playing around that time, I, I may may end up picking it up. We'll see. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the visual novel, but I love how like that like you said there's there's other other elements that he's brought in and this is not just a straight up visual novel game so that that definitely is intriguing too um let's move on and we uh we found out a little more about travis touchdown and no more heroes three uh as uh travis is gonna be back on august 27th is when uh no more heroes three is finally going to uh to uh, touchdown uh, on Nintendo Switch, um, and uh, yeah, he's got new improved Death Glove, Death Glove, sorry, as he battles aliens and uh, just kind of you know tries to save the world from alien invaders and some other stuff like that. Uh, are you guys? Are you guys No More Heroes fans? I know we we haven't really talked you know over the years a whole lot about no more heroes but i know it's a you know it's it's a game that a lot of people really enjoyed and really excited about uh this third iteration of the game uh but uh yeah greg is is this something now that we've seen more we have a release date it's getting closer and closer are you excited about uh playing as travis touchdown again um i never played the first two games so waiting for barry to do his shake again because he always seems to be disappointed when i don't play something <laughs> I don't know. It didn't really seem to grab like me, so I didn't seem like I was terribly interested in it. But I'm definitely happy for people that are looking forward to it and really want to play it. So it wasn't. I don't know if it's my type of game, but it definitely didn't really grab me to feel like I should check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, kind of with you. I think it's an interesting concept for sure, but it's never been the game that I that I run to. Um, Barry, what are, what are your uh, thoughts around No More Heroes 3? I'm very excited for those that have been waiting for a while. I played a little bit of the No More Heroes, the, the first one when we never finished it, never played the second. I did play Travis Strikes again and beat that on the Switch during, it was a drought at that point when it came out. So I'm like, oh, I'll play this. And 
that was very much like an acid trip. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just a very weird, very weird game. But and of course, it is the worst of them all. But I'm waiting for one and two to get physicals on Switch. But uh, I'm excited for three. I'm like that. Uh, this has some elements from one, like the chores, and then even like the death glove, which is from Travis Strikes Again. So it's like, cool, you're you're bringing in all these elements from the games. You are truly continuing it. And and Suda Fifty One is just awesome. <laughs> it's just very true. Uh... Yeah, it seems like uh, some people are pretty excited. Jared already pre-ordered it, and uh, um, but Jakesters, yeah, it, it seems like a lot. This is kind of the the theme so far is that there's some people that are excited about these games, and some people that are like, eh, I'm not that in- interested. But uh, but that's cool. It seems like there's a little bit for everyone so far. Um, and uh, that brings us to our last uh, big announcement that we're going to talk about and uh, yet another RPG uh, <laughs> on the list, uh, which I know uh, definitely excites uh, Barry and, and usually excites Greg as well, unless it's uh, you know, a series that he hasn't played and then it upsets Barry because, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to get uh, we're, we're getting the Saga Frontier uh, remastered. Uh, this is coming really soon, April 15th. Uh, we're going to be getting this game. It's only twenty four ninety nine, uh, so that's that's pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, this nineteen ninety eight uh, game remastered, uh, kind of reborn, uh, of course, uh, in this new graphical style. Um, a new main character named Fuse, which you know, uh, I we will take all the royalties that you want to give us for that. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for naming your name main uh, new main character after uh, our. Uh, you know, uh, website and, uh, and podcast. Thank you so much. But, uh, but yeah, they're going to have uh, phantom cut, cut scenes, uh, improved graphics, uh, extensive new features. Um, and like I said, uh, coming out on April 15th. So tax day, you can get uh, saga frontier remastered. Uh, Barry, what, what are your thoughts around this one? I think this is great. This is another, you know, classic PS one RPG along with legend of mana. That's coming to the switch. Uh, I hope they bring the second one as well. Um, it's it's nice. The the Switch is just like Mana is getting a lot of Saga love. You know, Romancing Saga three came out, and then there's just the Saga, the collection of Saga that just came out with the the Final Fantasy Legend games, mm-hmm. and and now this. Um, this is great. I think Saga is it's it's a unique uh, JRPG series, and again another often forgotten one uh, from Square Enix. And I look forward to, to definitely diving into this when it comes out, sure. Cool, cool. Yeah, it seems like uh, Square Enix is kind of diving into a lot of stuff and, and bringing their, their old uh, you know, IP and, and remastering it and you know, making it new for uh, maybe a new audience and, and fans of the, of the past as well. Greg, is uh, this something you've ever gotten into before? Or maybe uh, is this going to be the, the time that you're able to, to jump into the series? Yeah, this will be another one that I have to research more because I didn't have a PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, <laughs> so with no real immediate plans for those. But um, yeah, so it's I usually like the Square Enix RPG game, so it definitely would be something that I should see, like how they handle it, the combats and everything like that in this one. So there's certain styles of ones that I do like, and there's other ones that are usually more of a hard pass. So I'll probably have to wait to see a bit more of the gameplay footage to make a decision on it's worth checking it out. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, of the the old games, I, I'm a bigger fan of the the Mana series, and and pretty excited that uh, those games are getting remastered and and you know coming into HD you know format and everything. Um, Saga is probably not one of those those that are on top of my list. Um, I'd rather I think go back and and play more of the of the the Mana series myself. Um, but uh, I I have heard really good things about this about this series and, and yeah it's cool we're getting more and more of them on switch um so the people that haven't you know owned playstations uh, um you know one through six and then eight um <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that they can actually uh be, also enjoy these games for sure so well that brings us to the end of like the the big announcements but there were 20 other <laughs> announcements that happened during this Nintendo Direct. So what we're going to do is we're going to quickly just run through those uh one at a time and just kind of highlight them to make sure that you know about them. Um we do encourage you head to nintendofuse.com so you can read all the details, watch the entire direct uh is there as well. But uh in case you did miss it or in case you forgot what was announced, uh we're just going to run quickly run through the rest of of these games so uh greg start us off what was what's the uh one of the first ones of the the rest of these announcements okay so we're beginning a new star wars game called star wars hunters um this is a real-time battle game inspired by the star wars locales and players who join squads together including like bounty hunters and heroes of rebellion or stormtroopers and pretty much some action-packed uh fast-paced uh, Star Wars game. It will be released uh, some at some point this year. No exact uh, time frame, but it just said 2021. We also got a brand new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise coming out uh, very soon, uh, showing off just some new monsters. Uh, if you haven't already yet, you can play the demo, which is, I believe, still available on the eShop. We also saw a Deluxe Edition Switch that will be coming, as well as a Pro Controller, my monster hunter pro controller and all of this comes out on march 26th nice nice uh we're also getting uh, a game that uh first showed up on the 3ds i believe um and that's uh metopia so metopia is uh as soon as i can get this pulled up on the screen there we go metopia is making a return on the nintendo switch on may 21st so uh Get your Mies ready and uh, jump into this crazy story of Metopia on May 21st for $49.99. Too many nines there. Fans of the Netflix uh, series of uh, DC's um, superhero girls, um, Teen Power, they're getting a, their own game that's going to be launching later this year. So you can pretty much suit up as like your favorite characters from a TV show like uh, Batgirl and uh, Green Lantern and then Supergirl and as they take on different uh, villains that they come across along with uh, what it's like to being in a high school girl again. So that's your cup of tea or your family is really into it like my daughter is, then we want to check it out on June 4th. I can't wait to feel like a high school girl again. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so probably what was universally the weirdest and probably least enjoyable uh, trailer shown off came from uh, the company, actually, I believe, that made Mario Kart Tour is uh, one of those EA original games. Mm -hmm. It is called Knockout City. It is a looks like an online dodgeball style uh, game. 
the trailer was very weird, showing different other game characters playing this this dodgeball knockout city. Um, but this will be hitting the Switch on May 21st. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, speaking of knockout, though, uh, Fall Boy, the ultimate not or sorry, not Fall Boy. Huh, Fall that's Boy, an entirely different <laughs> thing. Fall Guys. Uh, so you know they've grown up. Uh, they're guys now. Uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is finally coming to Nintendo Switch. Been rumored, been talked about for a while. It's going to be available this summer. So if you have not gotten to play Fall Guys on uh, the other consoles or PC now uh, soon, uh, this summer is going to be your chance to play this uh, Battle Royale 60-player, multiplayer, online, free-for-all platformer kind of game to just uh, see who can get to the, the, the end of the race the fastest and play all these different games against each other. It's a really fun game, but it can also be very frustrating. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's going to be available this summer. Fans of uh, Planting and the Undead can check out uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for the Neighborhood Complete Edition. Um, pretty much it's the same kind of thing you would expect from the series. You can tackle hilarious missions, defeat epic bosses, and collect medals, unlock outfits, play with up to three friends. There's even some 8 vs. 8 multiplayer. even has their own word, uh, Turf War, along with another um, another number of other types of modes you can actually check it out next month on march 19th for um, 39.99 now if you've ever wanted to see what majora's mask <laughs> looks like in space then we've got the game for you coming to the switch it's called outer wilds it is out on other platforms already, but this is a space adventure where you only have a few hours before or a few days before the whole world blows up, the sun blows up, and you've got to rewind time. And you don't know why you're rewinding time, but you are and trying to figure out the mysteries. And if that sounds like something that really intrigues you, you'll be able to do that on the Switch this summer. Absolutely. And then uh, Apex Legends, we've talked about that before. The official date is March 9th, so if you're Speaking of uh, Battle Royale games, if you're into that sort of thing, Apex is finally hitting the Nintendo Switch on March 9th. In case you're still playing Animal Crossing, the um, I know the anniversary is coming right around the corner, but to finish off the Super Mario Brothers anniversary, we have the a shorter trailer for the items we can expect to get in just a few short days. So starting on March 1st, you're going to start Dressing up your um, villager or your main characters as Mario, Luigi, Peach, or Wario. There's a plethora of different items that you can collect, like their shoes and shirts and hats and mustaches, along with a number of Mario-themed items, like uh, mushroom platforms, coin blocks, coins, lumps, and even a warp pipe that allows you to take you to different parts of your island, whichever you can place them anywhere, including inside of your house. Um, in addition, there's also a few other um, seasonal items that are, will be part of the update, including for Pie Day and Shamrock Day and s stuff along those lines. You can check out uh, there's information on um, Nintendo of America's Twitter account regarding this, all these extra items that were announced as well. I'll be starting on Thursday. The update will launch with most of the items being for sale on March 1st. 
Speaking of awesome games that are getting downloadable content, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity was shown off very briefly in a very quick trailer and a, a list of information about the expansion pass uh, that you actually had to pause to read it all because it went <laughs> by so quickly. But it will be coming in two waves, uh, and you will also get a purchase bonus, which will go live on May 28th with Wave 1 hitting June 2021 and Wave 2 hitting, November, uh, hitting the Switch November 2021. And this is going to cost $20, and you can pre-order it now. And following in the lines of Hyrule Warriors, uh, we got Samurai Warriors 5 that's going to be coming to the Switch in summer 2021. Uh, and this is the latest entry in the, the series with revamped uh, character designs and a vibrant illustrated art style. Samurai Warriors 5 dives into the Sengoku period, uh, Sengoku, sorry, Sengoku period and shines a spotlight on uh, some, some other things that I can't pronounce. Um, but like I said, it's coming to uh, Nintendo Switch this summer. Seems like a fitting theme for this uh, direct was a lot of games from the NES brought forward, and another one of those games was Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. So you can see the remastered game that's back from the grave has complete that nostalgic feel where you get to control the little night guy that shoots uh, weapons at a bunch of zombies. Um, pretty much a nice love letter to the original titles and has the same punishing gameplay as you would remember on the original. Um, you can check it out in just two days. It launches on February 25th. And if you're a purist and you absolutely hate all these remakes, you can actually go back and play original Capcom arcade games in Capcom Arcade Stadium. This is right now available on the Switch for free. And that's in quotes. Because by free, you get 1943 for free. And then you can also purchase three different packs of games for 15 bucks a piece. Or a bundle, I believe it's $40 to get all three. However, there is one additional pack for Ghosts and Goblins, the original. So screw the resurrection. You want the purest <laughs> form. You can get it right now for free, but only until February 24th. That's tomorrow. So if you haven't yet, download it and enjoy that hellacious game for free. Nice. We're also getting a game called Neon White that's going to be available this uh, this winter, um, which is interesting because that's also not first half of 2021. But it, it, in spite of that, um, uh, it's a lightning fast uh, first person action game uh, about exterminating demons in heaven, which is uh, just a strange concept uh, in itself because normally you don't put demons in heaven together. Uh, but you play this white uh, character and he's an assassin handpicked from hell to uh, compete with other demon slayers for a chance to live permanently in heaven. Uh, really interesting concept, kind of crazy uh, and out there, but lightning fast uh, action. And like I said, it, it comes this winter. We also had a, another short trailer for another small series uh, from an <laughs> RPG standpoint. It's actually, I'm just kidding. Obviously this is Bravely Default 2. It's, we've known about this for at least over the past year. So I know you've heard me and Barry say how much we're excited for it. So they did release one final demo to hopefully to win you over to try to see if you can enjoy this uh, awesome experience of the game. The first two were absolutely amazing. Um, it, reminder, it comes out on February 26th and you can pre-order it now and hopefully enjoy it on release. 
if you're a fan of Borderlands and now you can actually play Borderlands on the Switch, well, there's one that you haven't been able to, and that is Tales from the Borderlands. One of the Telltale games that has been saved uh, is getting a Switch release. This takes place between Borderlands 2 and 3. All five episodes will be included, but knowing 2K, who knows about the physical release? You'll probably get half of the first episode and then have to download the rest, Um, but we'll see. But if that is something that interests you, that comes out March 24th. Nice. Nice. Uh, (laughs) That's so true, though. Um, Another game that is uh, a little little out there is called Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse. So you're going to be able to play as Stubbs the Zombie on March 16th uh, for $19.99. So uh, if if, uh, you want a a zombie game that's kind of just really out there and uh, you're going to be eating brains and chomping on the living and replenish your body arsenal uh, and possessing punch bowl pop the punch bowl population clamp uh, your your severed hand in a barber barbershop quartet single uh singer's head and a ray gun like it, this this is crazy like all those different things that are going to be combined uh in this game and it's just really really out there um but if that's your thing march 16th is the date that you can play Stubbs the zombie in rebel without a pulse Going back to the remaster and collection settings, we have Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, however you want to say it. Um, but we have a package of the first three games coming to Nintendo Switch in control on um, Ryu along with um, the four female characters, which I will butcher their names, so I won't try. You can pair up with your favorite characters. You can switch between them during battles. And pretty much you got all the DLC and everything that was in the originals. So you get a uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Sigma 2, and Razor's Edge. You get all the classic costumes and DLC costumes as well, along with uh, online multiplayer and clan battle and such. You can check it out on June 10th. If you watched the Game Awards last year and you were totally disappointed by the winner, well, one of the nominees is actually coming back to the Switch in the way that we really wanted it from the beginning. As a physical release, that's right, Hades is coming to the Switch on March 19th as a physical release with a download code for the soundtrack and art mini art book inside and, of course, the game. And uh, for all of those like myself that have wanted to play it but have been holding out for a physical, your prayers have been answered come March 19th. Nice. And one more announcement that uh, that we got uh, today, I believe, is when they finally confirmed it. Uh, so it has nothing to do with the Nintendo Direct, but it is important to note that, uh, that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is officially coming to the Nintendo Switch in March. Uh, there was kind of some some uh interesting and fun uh interchange uh tw- tweets that were kind of going back and forth between Tony Hawk and Activision and uh Crash Bandicoot and Nintendo uh all these uh you kind of have just this fun banter on uh on Twitter and uh officially we got Tony Hawk Pro Skater this is the remake uh that's been out for other consoles but it's officially coming to the Switch in March. So 
Yeah, that's a, a lot of announcements, a lot to go through tonight. Uh, for those of you guys that have been uh, bearing with us through some stream problems that we've had and things like that, uh, thanks for for being with us. Before we before we wrap up, before we talk about what we're going to be playing over the next week, um, I just want to get quick feedback, thoughts. Our first Nintendo Direct in a year and a half. What's your overall opinion about what they showed off? All that sort of thing. Just kind of your your overall, maybe you don't have to give it a grade, but just kind of your your thoughts and review of the Nintendo Direct itself. Uh, Greg, let's go to you first. I mean, overall, a lot of the games didn't really seem to hit like my interest, but definitely excited for everybody else that is getting games and series and stuff that they enjoy. So there are definitely a few highlights that I did. I'm really looking forward to. So I think overall it was still a pretty solid direct to have and definitely a very welcome point. I just hope we don't have to wait another 500 days before the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Barry, what do you think about this Nintendo Direct? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we finally got one. I, I hope we see them more often again. Uh, this was filled with a lot of games that I really look forward to. I love RPGs. And there was a lot of them in this. Uh, if I had to give it normally a grade, I would probably give it an 8.5. Um, that counts everything but the first announcement. Counting the first announcement of Pirate and Mithra, that definitely puts it up to a 9, <laughs> to a 9.5, simply because of that. And I know that's not going to happen again. And I know the next two Smash characters are most likely not going to get me anywhere near as hyped. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it that extra boost from that because I know the next time it's it's not going to get like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I thought that it was pretty good. I, I think um, it was interesting, uh, of course, always reading through, you know, other people's thoughts and everything online. And people had very, very mixed opinions and some negative opinions about the direct and everything. But I've, I, was, I was surprised by a lot of things, a lot of things uh, that I did not see coming. And um, yeah, I think it seems like there was there's something in there for everyone. Um, even if, you know, not everything appealed, I feel like there's like, you can at least grab a hold of something that excites you from this direct there since there was so much shown off but uh but yeah like you guys have said i really hope we don't have to wait another year and a half uh <laughs> to get another one uh it seems like they are going to be starting to do this more often it seems like even how they announced it at the beginning that that they were doing the the monthly um other you know mini directs as, as kind of a filler is that's how i how i took it um that this is kind of like yeah we were doing that but now it's time for a real direct again um so hopefully um we do get these every couple months and uh we do have you know the all digital e3 this year so uh well, it could be really exciting what they sh what they show off for that and maybe that's when we're going to get a lot of information about zelda's 35th all right. Well, uh, let's talk about what we've been, what we are hoping to play over the next, uh, you know, week or so. But uh, before we do that, um, number one, just remind you guys: if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that. If you haven't uh, liked the video, if you haven't uh, shared this with friends, uh, be sure to do that. Follow us on social media. Join our Discord. Um, we would love for you guys to do that. Um, but uh, let's take a look at what's coming out over this next week. Um, there's, there's, there's just a few games. Uh, Maybe a couple that, you know, I know that maybe Barry's going to be excited about. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it looks, uh, there's, there's Xenoblade actually... Xenoblade's not coming out the next week. <laughs> oh, Barry doesn't know anything about Xenoblade. He... Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, we've talked about Ghost and Goblins Resurrections coming out. Uh, also, Bravely Default 2 is coming out. And uh, Harvest Moon One World is also coming out over this next week um but yeah as we as we let these uh these releases scroll on the screen uh what are you guys excited about that's coming out what are you hoping to play over this next week barry let's go to you first um it's all gonna be persona 5 strikers for me uh for this my main game until i finish that and then uh bravely default 2 so if it if if i finish strikers before bravely default 2 comes out i'll be playing bravely default 2 right away if it takes me, you know, to the weekend, then I'll be doing uh, Bravely Default 2 when I finish Strikers. Uh, I'll still be doing Animal Crossing, you know, to, to get that download uh, ready to go for the Mario items, of course, and, and my usual stuff. But those are the main things I'm looking forward to. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? It's pretty much just uh, Bravely Default 2, I think. wasn't. I know there's quite a list of my backlog as well, so I hope to get it close to release, but I don't know. So I'll have to figure out finances and everything. So hopefully I don't have to wait too long for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually, um, I'm going to say it again, same thing, repeat from last week, uh, hoping to get back into Hyrule Warriors and, and, uh, maybe Spider-Man on PS4. Um, because uh, while I know that those games are going to be great, and I know you guys are going to absolutely enjoy Bravely Default 2, um, has, has not been something I'm, I'm getting into. And honestly, if I'm going to jump back into an RPG, it's uh, probably going to be a Xenoblade game or something like that instead of uh, the Bravely games. But I know that those are going to be exciting, and I'm excited for you guys that are to end of that series because it looks really great. Um, but uh, yeah, probably, hopefully, maybe I'll get back into uh, Hyrule Warriors and, and finish that game up and uh, maybe maybe play some more Spider-Man. Of course, I'm going to be play, playing Rocket League. Um, but uh, let's see. Jakester says uh, that he's hoping to uh, do his last week of Tokyo Mirage sessions before jumping on uh, Pikmin 1. Um, and, uh, he's also not getting bravely, uh, either. So I'm, we're not alone. Jakester, we finally have something in common. Uh, neither of us are, are getting bravely default too. Um, but, uh, yeah, be sure to let us missing know what you guys are going to be playing series. as well. What's that? We're missing out on a really good series. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I couldn't agree more. There you go. There you go. Well, let let us know uh, what you guys think about Bravely Default 2 and any other games that you're excited to play over the uh, over this next week. Um, our next podcast is going to be on March 2nd, so we'll be back live and hopefully without any you know uh, internet inter interruptions or any other issues with uh, my hardware or anything like that. Um, we'll see. Um, donations welcome. Uh, I can upgrade my RAM or whatever else I need to do and maybe fix my router. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, that's maybe maybe next week's probably going to come around and I'm going to be like, well, I had hopes to play all these games, but really I was just working on my computer all week. Um, but hopefully that's <laughs> not the case. <laughs> Uh, but yeah lots of lots of cool stuff happening be sure to join a discord you guys can talk a lot more in there and share all your thoughts that uh, you can get to talk about uh, in the in the podcast chat room uh, we'd love to hear all about that uh, Greg Barry any, anything else before we wrap up for tonight I'm good just happy gaming <laughs> happy gaming everybody cool well thank you guys for joining us and as has already been said happy gaming mm -hmm.